0: So if you're making the decision that what you're trying to do in this season of your life is not meant for you, it's not your calling, it's not your assignment, and but you're also making that decision, wow, fear, inferiority, laziness, procrastination exists, can we really trust your decision? You feel me? Like, can we really trust that conclusion that you've come to? Because you're coming to it at the exact same time that you're feeling like, no courage, lack of confidence, where you're feeling, you're dealing with this inferiority complex. So I'm not saying you're wrong by saying you shouldn't be running that business at this time. I'm just saying it wasn't tested in the most sterile, safest, cleanest environment to really be able to trust that decision. And your ego will jump in and make up stories so that you don't have to feel like an amateur. So you don't have to feel like a novice. So you don't have to feel like a beginner. So let me tell you what I do. Okay. How do I decide when to quit anything? Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Hi guys let's talk about quitting today let's talk about giving up let's talk about throwing in the towel and when's the best time to quit anything and I want to tell you guys kind of the personal belief that I use when I'm deciding whether or not to quit something so This is kind of apropos for this week. I'm doing a lot of mindset stuff this week. So like if you're on my email list, you'll be getting emails this week that's more centered around personal development than it is like plant-based nutrition and health. um, I have a speaking engagement this Thursday where my title is, I'm focused on mindset. And I think my title is like the five limiting beliefs that's keeping you from achieving vibrant health. Because the name of the series is like Vibrant Health Series. I'm speaking at a, a community college this week. And so I've been just kind of all of the content I've been creating lately has been around personal development, has been around mindset, has been around emotional intelligence. And so I thought we would just make today's live fit right into that. My podcast that's dropping Sunday is called The Six Ways. I personally improve my emotional intelligence. And so I'm just in this mindset, emotional intelligence, personal development sphere right now. And so I I figured I would come on and talk to you guys in that same vein. And so I wanna talk about quitting and I wanna tell you guys how I make the decision when to stop something, okay? So as I was thinking about this recently, it was really like, it's been on my mind heavy for like the past couple of months maybe. And I figured when I, anytime I need to express or teach a lesson, I always try and start by my own personal experience and by reverse engineering how I've made decisions before, Because I don't want to try and teach something from like some theoretical, like the science shows this and the textbook shows that, you know, that's cool. That's great for like backup, like validation. But I also like to, because I'm a coach, it just comes naturally for me to speak from experience. So the lesson I want to bring to you today is how I decide when to quit something. All right. Because we all quit throughout our lifetimes, multiple times usually, but it all typically stems from a different origin, a different place. And there's a good place to make the decision from quitting, and there's an unhealthy place to make a decision for quitting. And I want to tell you guys how I make a healthy decision for quitting, for giving up on doing something. And I think it might be helpful for many of you guys who are trying to make the same decisions about when to quit, Or when to give up. So here's the first thing I want to say, because this is one of the most common things that I hear when people are trying to make the decision on whether or not to stop doing something. And this is what I've heard in like the past year or so. What I typically hear is, this doesn't feel like it's my calling, right? So what I hear a lot of when people are thinking about walking away from something is, that's not the actual language they use. They usually use more simple language like, maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. OK, so maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. So from what I've heard, just in my little ecosystem as a coach, as a plant based health coach, as a business coach, and now even doing a lot of personal development with clients, I have a mastermind that I do a lot of personal development with our clients and about emotional intelligence and living a life of radical obedience. And and one of the things that I constantly keep hearing over and over in my ecosystem is when people are like thinking about throwing in the towel, their reasoning is maybe I shouldn't, maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. And the reason they're saying, maybe I'm not meant to be doing this is because typically what I have seen again, this is just from my ecosystem, is at the root of that is a level of difficulty, that something has become hard. And because something has become hard, they're concluding that maybe this isn't for me. Because something has become hard, They're deciding that maybe this level of difficulty and efforting that's required is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this, that I shouldn't be showing up here, that maybe God wants me to do something different because my assignment wouldn't be this challenging. That's what I'm hearing a lot of, right? And so I wanna put something, a different perspective on that for you. So if you are currently trying to do something in your life, right, whether it's in business, in your career, professionally, relationally, whatever it is, right? If you're currently trying to do something in your life and you're finding that it's challenging and it's hard, here's the first thing I need you to understand about our assignment on this planet or your assignment in just this season of your life, right? Assignments change throughout our lifetime. And that is hard is not a prerequisite for disobedience. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. Hard is not a prerequisite for disobedience. What that means is when things become hard, that is not a sign that you should not be doing it. That is not a sign that you are being disobedient to what your assignment is. Oh, this, this is challenging for me. I have to think too hard about this. I have to work too hard on this. This must be a sign that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. That is complete BS. Hard is not a prerequisite for disobedience your assignment, whatever you're meant to be doing in that season, whatever project or whatever that you started working on, and you've got to that point where it's pushing you past your comfort zone, that discomfort is not a prerequisite for disobedience. Just because something is forcing you to work harder, to think harder, to push harder, it does not mean you are not meant to do that. Like hard uncomfortable is not a prerequisite for disobedience. Like, I need you guys to understand that. Like, nobody ever said your assignment for life or your assignment for this season was going to be seamless for you. Nobody ever said that. And you want to know why it's not going to be seamless for you? Because all of your experiences, your life experiences up to this point have culminated to who you are today. And who you are today is extremely imperfect because of your own interpretation of your past experiences, which means whatever you're called to do in this season of your life write a book, start a business, coach other people, whatever it is, speak publicly, whatever it is, is going to push you to be uncomfortable because you've been so imperfect up to this point. Anything that you're going to be asked to do, divinely or from other people or from your culture, whatever it is. Is going to make you uncomfortable. That doesn't make it any less of your assignment. That does not make it any less of your assignment or any less purposeful. Okay? So that's the first lesson. Before I tell you guys how I decide when to quit something, I need you guys to understand that hard is not a prerequisite for disobedience. Stop saying soon as it gets uncomfortable, as soon as it gets hard, can you guys please stop saying, I must not be meant to do this? No, you just gotta figure something out. You has got to figure it out. Like there's something got you started. Something told you to start that thing. So stopping is not an option just because it's uncomfortable. So let me break this down a little more, okay? okay. What happens when we start getting uncomfortable in something that we're doing? What happens when we start feeling fear? What happens when we start getting um, feeling feelings of inadequacy? What happens when we start dealing with laziness and procrastination? Like you'll find that the thing you're trying to do That's challenging. It's usually going to bubble up who you really are. Like, oh, I'm kind of lazy. Oh, I I like to procrastinate. Oh, I am really fearful. Oh, I am really insecure. Oh, I don't have a whole lot of courage. I lack courage. Oh, you know, I have these feelings of inferiority and inadequacy. Like whatever you're trying to do this that's challenging, that's meant for you, is going to bubble up those feelings. But let me tell you how we typically deal with them. We deal with them by using distractions as a mechanism for avoidance, right? So whatever the hard thing is that you're trying to do in life, what you will find as soon as it's time to do that thing, you will use distractions and you will make yourself stay busy in other areas. You will act like everything else is more important. There's just not enough time in a day to get around to this. You will act like you don't have the capacity to do this all of a sudden. And what you're really doing is you're just creating distractions as a mechanism for avoidance. This is what I see all the time. So we stay busy to avoid doing the thing that makes us feel scared. We stay busy to avoid doing the things that make us feel inferior. We stay busy to avoid doing the things that make us face our own personal insecurities, our own lack of confidence, our own lack of courage, right? And so distractions become a mechanism for avoidance. You don't even really have that many distractions. Right. You know, because when it was easy, when it was, when you were doing the easy part of the thing, all of a sudden you had time and capacity and energy. But now that you got to think about something really hard or now that you have to report to somebody or now that you have to create something that's not coming easy for you. All of a sudden, all of these things, all these other things become distractions. And I want you to know that is classic avoidance. All you're doing is avoidance. Like you're not really lacking resources. Like stop acting like you can't afford it. You're not really lacking time. Stop like all of that is avoidance, all of it. So you got to face yourself in the mirror and own up to the fact that I really have the capacity, the resources, everything I need to execute. I just really have to deal with my feelings of insecurity right now. I really have to deal with my fear right now. And that's hard. Let me be clear, y'all. It's hard stuff. Like it's hard. Like, it's hard to deal with that. But if you've never coached before, if you've never wrote a book before, if you've never ran a business before, if you've never started anything before, if you've never taken risks and put yourself out there in front of the public to be critiqued before, you're going to feel like an amateur. And the ego does not like feeling like an amateur. You don't know what you're doing and it doesn't feel good. And you don't like those feelings of feeling like an amateur. And so our ego wants us to feel exceptional all the time. And so when those feelings of being a novice, of being a beginner, of not really knowing what you're doing starts coming up, you avoid them and you say stuff like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't my calling. Maybe this isn't my assignment. Maybe this isn't my purpose. Like, chill out, chill out. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm about to tell you how I test it. I'm about to tell you how I personally test those thoughts because I'm not saying you're always wrong. Maybe you could be doing something that's really not for you. That's true. However, we are not testing in the right environment. If we're testing in an environment in which fear and fear and feelings of inadequacy also exist, that's not the best testing environment. You know, I'm thinking about in a lab, like scientists, like Things aren't clean enough. You know how, how like in a, in a scientific lab, you know, things like conditions have to be optimal to produce the best results for the test, right? And one of those optimal conditions, if we're just talking about science, is usually things have to be sterile, right? Like the environment has to be clean enough to test a hypothesis. If not, your samples are going to be contaminated. Your data is going to be contaminated. And what does that lead to? That results in bad outcomes, like bad data. Like It's not saying that the outcomes are not true. It means we can't fully trust the outcomes of this decision because we didn't test in a proper environment. So if you're making the decision that what you're trying to do in this season of your life is not meant for you, it's not your calling, it's not your assignment, and but you're also making that decision, wow, fear, inferiority, laziness, procrastination exists, Can we really trust your decision? You feel me? Like, can we really trust that conclusion that you've come to? Because you're coming to it at the exact same time that you're feeling like no courage, lack of confidence, where you're feeling, you're dealing with this inferiority complex. So I'm not saying you're wrong by saying you shouldn't be running that business at this time. I'm just saying it wasn't tested in the most sterile, safest, cleanest environment to really be able to trust that decision. And your ego will jump in and make up stories So that you don't have to feel like an amateur. So you don't have to feel like a novice. So you don't have to feel like a beginner. So let me tell you what I do. Okay. How do I decide when to quit anything? It's very simple. Very simple in in understanding of it. I don't know if it's simple in execution. Okay. So I'm not going to, i let y'all be the judge of that. I always stop or I always quit when things are good. That's my rule of thumb i always quit when things are good not when they're uncomfortable not when they're scary and especially not when they're hard especially not when they're hard you want to know why i always quit or walk away from something when things are exceptionally going exceptionally well like when i have no complaints because it is only and this is just me y'all it is only in those moments where i feel like i can truly trust my own judgment that's when I feel like the testing environment is sterile, is safe, is clean, where my decisions will not be contaminated with, with feelings of inferiority, okay? So I personally, when's the best time to quit anything for Lisa? It is when things are going good. I can think of three examples when I've done this, when I stopped being a personal trainer, okay? When I decided to retire from personal training many years ago, one, nothing wrong, What nothing wrong, right? Was I wasn't, I had clients, not like I wasn't making money, like things were good, okay? Let me tell you some more recent time. I don't even know when I stopped personal training. That was years ago. Let's talk about something more recent. Two things that I quit in the last year, okay? At the uh, end of 2022, I made the decision to decommission my plant-based coaching program farm to table. And it wasn't completely decommissioning it, but I was stopping teaching it to the general public and only making it as a licensing offer for healthcare providers. We were teaching farm to table two, three, four. We went from four to like three cohorts a year because I was, I was teaching it like every quarter. Then I got tired. I'm like, "Wo, we need to cut back a little bit because I was then I was teaching it three times a year. But things were good. The last cohort we had now, <laughs> let me say this. I had to bring farm to table out of retirement and I'm teaching it this fall because my mama told me to. That's a whole nother thing, me just being obedient to my mom. But when I announced in, at the end of 2022 that I would not be teaching farm to table my plant based coaching program anymore. It was done at the height of farm to table. It was not done when the sales started dropping. It wasn't done when like I was feeling like uh inferior about anything. I didn't stop teaching it for fear that I would like couldn't be successful. I stopped teaching farm to table at the height of farm to table where I had nothing to complain about. Our last cohort was one of the biggest ones we ever had. Like firm to table has produced multiple, multiple six figures over the years. Like I made the decision to announce that I would no longer be teaching it when I was feeling good about teaching it. Not in a moment where the program was forcing me to come to terms with something intimate about myself and who I was. Like I stopped teaching it when it was good at the height of things so that I can trust my own judgment. It was like, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to focus on the certification? Do you want me to focus on the plant protocol? Then you want me to focus on duplicating myself so that I can help many other health coaches create their versions of farm to table so that we can help many more people get healthier on a plant-based diet, right? So that is when I stopped. I stopped when it felt good because I could trust my judgment, right? And so that is, and so then this year, a couple months ago, let's bring it even closer to home. In July of this year, I made the decision to quit teaching a monthly first Saturday class that I have been teaching since 2017. The name of that class was Get Planted An Introduction to a Whole Food Plant Based Lifestyle. I started teaching that in July of 2017. I taught the last one in July of 2023 after five years. I did not stop because, you know, people weren't coming every month and it wasn't a monetized offer, something I did for free, but I quit because it felt amazing, but I needed to make some businesses. It was a CEO decision. It wasn't a feeling of fear or an or it's getting too hard to come up with content every month and I'm sick of creating content. No, I have a million more things I could have taught at First Saturdays. So I just want you guys to understand that. The best time to quit something is not when it's hard, difficult, or, you know, it's forcing you to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror. The best time to quit something is when it's going good so that you can trust your own judgment. That's what's worked for me. That's what's worked for me. Let me see. Somebody on Instagram said, how do you know you're at your highest if you stop? Could there be another level of a highest of height past what you think is high? So I'm not saying quit at your highest. And I, and I apologize if I said that. Let me reword that because that's a great question, Jay for Jules. Okay. I'm saying quit when it's going good. Absolutely. There could be another level of high, hundred percent. So the question is, how do you know if you're at your highest, if you stop? Okay. So farm to table was at a high level when I stopped teaching it. Couldn't go higher if I had kept teaching it. Yeah, of course. I'm doing a one-off semester this fall, but I don't plan on bringing it back for 2024. But so could it go higher? Yes. So the way I should have worded it is it I quit when it's going well. I quit something when it's going well, not when it's hard, but could it go higher? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that has been the thing that has served me really well when it comes to stop doing something is that I don't have to wrestle with the feelings of, did I make the right decision? I don't have to wrestle with the feelings of, was this the right choice? And so I never quit when I'm feeling uncomfortable because it's just too risky. And what is the risk? The risk is regret. The risk is regret. Like I just cannot fathom waking up three weeks, three months, three years from now, wondering what if I hadn't quit? Like I just can't. Like just the thought of that gives me anxiety. I just cannot fathom wrestling with the fact, the question, what if I had never quit, right? And so I only like to quit when things are going well. It doesn't mean it's at the highest. Absolutely, it probably could have went higher, but it just means that I like to make sure that I'm not making an emotional decision, that I'm not making a snap judgment decision, that I'm not letting myself get in my own way, right? And because I just, it's just too risky for me to quit something when I'm uncomfortable. So when I'm uncomfortable, I lean in and do the work even more. I'm like, uh, what you're not about to do is quit right now because this, that, you know what I mean? Like for me, it's just a sign of like, you're succumbing to the human experience and you're allowing being human force you to make decisions that you might regret later. You know, and the risk is regret, and I just I just refuse. So let me give you guys a final example of something that's like happening right now in real time. Many of you guys who be around here listening to me, listening to my nonsense all the time. you know I'm writing a book right now. and writing a book is not easy, at least not for me. you know, many people don't wrote a bunch of books, okay? but so let me just talk about myself. For me, writing this particular book is not easy and it's not easy, partially because I'm toggling with the fact of what I feel the readers will need. Like, I I, want to teach strategy, but it's also a lot of personal development that needs to go into the book, too. Like, personal development lessons that need to go into the book. And so, as I'm writing every week, I'm really, like, trying to reconcile that feeling of the need to include the strategy of how to do what I'm teaching, but also helping the person that's reading to become who they need to become to do what I'm teaching. And so I'm constantly like, okay, jumping around from section to section, all of this. I I like to record and then get it transcribed. So I'm like reading the transcription and I'm like, I don't like the way I said that. So I'm editing at the same time. And so it's just a lot. And it has absolutely occurred to me to quit. (laughs) It has absolutely occurred to me to quit writing this book. Absolutely. But you know what thought immediately follows it? The potential feeling of regret because I quit just because it was hard. I just, I can't personally, I just can't personally deal with it. Like some people can live with themselves. Like, yeah, I quit because it was hard. I don't know what it could have became. I don't know who I let down by quitting, but it was too hard for me and I don't want to work that hard. All right, some people can live with that. I can't, I just can't, I can't. And so it's a personal choice that I decide to quit when things are good. I decide to quit when things are good. And making sure that, You embody the belief that I am going to be an amateur at doing something that's new to me until I'm not. Like sometimes new things make us feel so inadequate because it's so new and uncomfortable. Like if you've never created a damn curriculum before, if you've never done a bunch of speaking engagements, if you never went live on social media or on camera before, you're not gonna be good. Like, Like if we just got that out the way, if everybody just wrote on a sticky note, Before they did something for the first time, you're not going to be good. I think that will solve a lot of our problems. I don't know why you guys are expecting to be amazing out the gate. Like you've never done this before, but the ego is going to try and create all these stories about why you should stop and like, maybe this is just isn't for me. Maybe this isn't my calling. Like, no, you're just not good. Like it ain't even that deep. Like you're just not good yet. Like so get your reps in. Get your reps in and then decide if it's your calling. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong about it not being for you, but how would you even know? Your data sucks. Like, you don't have enough data. And it wasn't collected in the best of environments because you were feeling low in that moment. Like, your childhood trauma was flaring up. Like, how could you make a good decision because you're at a heightened state of emotion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have no sophisticated ending for y'all today. That's it. That's when I quit. That's how I decide when to quit. That's all I have for you guys. I hope this was helpful. I'll see y'all next Monday. I don't know what I'm talking about next Monday. But this week, I'm on personal development all week. All week, I'm on personal development. I was writing emails this morning. I'm doing a speaking engagement on Thursday. I'm doing another speaking engagement on Thursday, evening to a Black Girl Social Club, or I forget the name. And they gonna want me to come in there talking about a whole bunch of health and the science of health and nutrition but I'm gonna spend 15 minutes on just going off about mindset because that's what I'm on this week. Like th- this is the divine download that, you know, God has given me this week. So when I speak at Wayne County Community College Thursday afternoon, and when I speak at the Black Girl Social Club on Thursday evening, and then when my podcast, after everything this week is about personal development because I think we just need to work way harder on our person because we are allowing fear and uncomfortable feelings to make too many decisions for us. And I just don't understand it. Like, so maybe I just need to lean more into this stuff. And so you guys can understand that it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay for things to be hard. It's okay for things to be challenging. And you won't be making these big life decisions that were not really aligned because you were just in your feelings. Okay. So. Listen back to this if you need to hear it and don't share it with somebody, share it with yourself. Some of y'all need to hear this again, share it with yourself, make a note to come back, listen to this again so you can become a better decision maker. And so you can have a better framework to use to decide when it's time to give up until next time, y'all peace out. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food, plant based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need The Plant Protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay Obedient.